Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello and welcome to Mind Your Mind, episode 55, Four Paths to Self-Awareness. And I've gotten a lot of questions about this. How do I become a more self-aware person? And the answer is uh, you're in very, very good luck because just the fact that you're asking that question means that uh, you really desire to be self-aware and it's really going to help your mental health and everybody around you. Um, So rule number one, and I've talked about this many times, is be aware of your blind spots. And blind spots have two main aspects that are really the same. Um, One of them is deja vu and the other one is projection. So let me explain. So uh, first of all, with deja vu, what that means is that if you'll, you'll notice that there's themes behind the things that go wrong in your life. Um, for example, people come to my office and say, why does everybody always take advantage of me? So that's a very, very telling statement um, because I'm sure not everybody takes advantage and I'm sure it's not always happening. But to this person, it literally feels that way. And when I listen, it might be very, very, um, it might be a very large amount of time they're being taken advantage of. But oftentimes people's weaknesses become what they are constantly feeling. And that's for two reasons. One of them is because um, we project different messages to people. And so it, it very well could be that this person does project victim and blame me. And so inevitably, when things go wrong, um, we all try to defend ourselves. And it's great to find an easy target, an easy victim. So that's one big part of of the deja vu. But the other one is that this person is more hypersensitive. And so when they join a group, let's say, and things don't work out, they might feel like they're being blamed just because they're used to being blamed. And they're just assuming that everyone's blaming them, but it might not actually be the case. So that might sound psychotic to you or made up, but it's really not. It's really not. It's, it's that every person has different things that they project because of their own weaknesses. And so what we need to learn to be to do is to be aware of those blind spots, be aware of where our projection kicks in um, and where some of our negative voices and negative beliefs about ourselves get in our way. And once we could identify some of those negative beliefs, you'll realize that some of them are very deep-rooted and they probably have been with you for a while. But that is the first step to getting away from them. And so that's what I mean by deja vu, where things do repeat themselves and they get ugly and they happen frequently. Number one, because you're more sensitive to it. Number two, because you might have victim written on your head. And victim doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, total victim, but it could mean just, you know, for example, I worked with someone one time. He said, why do, why do I always get dumped? And when we went through his dating history, it wasn't, wasn't that he was always dumped. It was just that he got so insecure as the relationship got serious that he kind of ended up dumping himself before he got dumped. So then he got dumped. Um, and so sometimes we end up, you know, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself is one of my favorite lines, because when it comes to projection, we just literally could destroy our lives with all the projections. So that's rule number one, be aware, be aware of, of projection. And, um, if you need someone to talk to about that, that could be very, very helpful. Someone that has an outside opinion, because you could be the best driver in the world. Um, and, and I think I'm a pretty good driver, but when I back up, I have blind spots, right? When you back up, you have blind spots. When you change lanes, you can be the world's best driver. But there are people, but a guy standing outside the car could easily direct you. And so too with a therapist or coach or uh, someone outside or even a good friend uh, could help see that projection and could help clarify it. Okay, so that's one out of the four paths to self-awareness. Number two is human strength is awesome. If you think about what a man and a woman and a human being could accomplish, it's an amazing thing. And so I want to encourage you to hold on to your practical things, hold on to your practical goals in life um, and dreams and aspirations. Now, if you want to become the world's 
um, greatest astronaut, it might be a little late to start wherever you are in life. And if you want to become the world's greatest mom, dad, husband, spouse, brother, sister, I mean, those are very ambitious things and you could try. But what I mean to say is I want you to become the best you that you could become. And not only do I want that, you want that. So when you look at human human abilities, it's an amazing thing to think about how powerful and how capable human beings are. And I think this is a very, very big path of self-awareness because when you start to believe in yourself, amazing things happen and things fall into place around you. No, life doesn't get easier to a certain degree because there's still problems and challenges, but it becomes a lot more clear as to how you could work that way and how you could surround yourself with loved ones and people that help you get to that place and inspire you to get to that place. So that's really, really important. Number three actually is a lead-in once you start getting a little bit more clarity about your projection and about your blind spots. And once you get more clarity about your human strength and the unique abilities you have and what you have to contribute to the world, well, uh, we need to work on motivators. And there's internal and external motivators. So internal motivators might be things that save you uh, when you're drown if you're drowning and you start um, to, think, to think to yourself, hey, I got to live. I got to do this faster. Or if a loved one is in danger, especially a child, that could be very, very motivating. But those are extremes of motivation. There are other small things like you know, um, I'm motivated to turn down having a second dessert because I'm on a diet and I want to lose weight. I'm going on summer vacation soon and I want to look good. Um, there's other types of motivation. There's um, external motivation. Um, external motivation might be um, that I have a client who every time he came in my office used to steal a couple of K-cups on the way out. Now, I don't mind if they take a few when they're there. And if someone drinks two coffees, I'm not going to say anything. But if you're walking out with five of them in your pocket, that's a little strange. And when I made him aware uh, that there's a video camera in the front office, all of a sudden he kind of looked at it and got a little shy and uh, stopped doing it. So that was an external motivation. He didn't want to look like a thief. He didn't want to look bad. There are other external motivations. External motivations are um, I want to give charity so that I look good. Maybe that's not the best idea and, and uh, motivation for it, but nonetheless it is external. Um, things could be a mixture of both. Maybe I give charity because I care and I also want to look good. Or it could be I give charity for altruistic reasons. Um, so there's many, many different things that motivate us. Money, friendship, honor, respect, um, passion, social justice. Find the things that motivate you and push towards them. And a big part of motiv uh, motivation is the, is the final part, the number four, which helps with self-awareness so much. And that's accountability and your integrity. The greatest gift you could give yourself, and Piaget taught us this, is that Life, when a person looks back, he wants to feel happy and fulfilled about what he did and what she did and the life that we lived. And that really ultimately is the, is the final stage in Piaget's stages of life. You want to be able to look back with integrity and look at your life and be happy with how you lived it. So these are four paths to self-awareness that I work on every day. And I'm sure if you hear them, I think you'll find them very useful. Let me just review them so that we could actually start doing them. Number one is be aware of your projection and your deja vu in life so that you could fight the negative beliefs. Number two is become aware and in tune with your human strength, which is awesome, and how much you could accomplish because that will knock so many of the hurdles out of the way. Number three is get motivated, figure out your internal and external motivations and what pushes you to do things and what discourages you from doing, th from doing things. And number four is accountability and integrity. Focus on what is important to you, how you will feel that you're living a good life. And having, living a good life doesn't mean not taking vacation, not resting, and not chilling out, and not making mistakes too. you got to give yourself permission to make mistakes. But it means thinking about the greatness that you have to offer and being unrelenting and unapologetic in pursuing that greatness. Best of luck and let me know how it goes. Love to hear from everybody. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.